0: Welcome to the Underground Experience with me, your host, Captain and DJ, Uncle Earl in sunny California. How you doing? We're going to bring you some more music today. This is going to be Musical Monday with a guest stopping by, Mr. Todd Felderstein. And he has a very exciting project with children. And you'll hear more about that later. But right now, we're going to get into some music right away. This is Ms. Jackie D'Souza with Won't Lose My Faith. Get in. Yes, yes, yes. That was with Jackie D'Souza with Won't Lose My Faith. We're going to keep the music going for a bit. And this is Ayari with Why
1: You Talking?
0: Why you talking? Ain't nobody listening. Why you talking? Ain't nobody listening. Why you talking? Ain't nobody listening. Why you talking? Why you talking?
2: Track that's so amazing yeah i see y'all staring at me though cause i I'm y'all way below a zero. zero i understand why you want to come trashy Trash. cause all your homies want to holla back at me yeah. laugh and smile as if i'm a joke ain't the time being a hater ain't cool no more anytime you realize that i can't go broke anytime you disappear and stop bothering folks <laughs> me afraid I don't, I don't know am i playing on your ipod probably so yeah i rock so. the mic from coast to coast but answer me this question Plastic wrap, cuz right. I can see right through you from front to back. Right. <laughs> the lies affect, the truth is fact. I roll deep with a crew. Can you handle that? Uh, I hate you talking, but I might not call you. Don't wait up, cuz I might start ya. I'm not a baller, I'm not a shot caller. Call me the coach, cuz I'm head over all ya. Tell me why you say I'll up at my grill. Think you hot like fire, but you need to chill. I'm more than sick, more than ill. I'm life threatening, killing you with mass appeal. Uh, you get quiet when it's time to speak. I'm so nice, and I ain't even reach my peak so get it through your head i am something you will not be i am original but you are a cop ain't nobody listening why you talking ain't nobody listening why you talking
0: When you're just talking, and nobody caring what you're talking about. You know, that's why I want to play some music today, because sometimes I talk a lot, but it's all pertinent and good. But we're going to keep the music going. Uh-huh. Uncle Earl's in a different mood today. And this is The Grown Ups coming at you with One Way. Check this out.
1: Never had a number one LP. A TV flash screen with the LCD. Swiss bank account with a credit don't stop. I own not to ride on a big boy yacht. Rap rhyme peaks or a black dime piece. So I'ma rap rhyme sheets with a rap rhyme peaks. But I'ma see it for the day I'm dying. Cause every day I gotta keep on trying. And you can tell it from the way I'm rhyming. I wanna get the Puma with the fur coat liner Safe up in the floor with a guapa growth. Braddy's Rolls Royce, and a house on the coast. Lemos, Hummers, navvies, Porsche. Chauffeurs cook my own enforcer. Big show dates with my name alike. Grown folks transmitting no satellite. Yeah. Gotta
3: get it, gotta get it, get it got to get it got to get it get it one way got to get it got to get it get it one way i got to get it got to get it get it someday got to get it got to get it get it one way got to get it got to get it one way got to get it got to get it one way got to get
2: it got to get it someday got to get me a lot of green a true down piece when i'm on the scene TV's with big class screens, clothes and lines with my own jeans, gotta get it, gotta get it, get it one way, on the ground Monday through Sunday, on the speak if you're talking payday, if you're not then get out my way, gotta get me a number one track, a whole lot of fans that get love back, sold out shows making all them sacks, Record a deal making all them racks, gotta get rich like Bill Gates, Bachelorette, who should I date, haters I'm gonna let them hate, I'll never be stopped, I'ma get it one way, gotta get it, gotta get it, get it one way, gotta get it, gotta get it, get it, one way. gotta
3: get it, gotta get it, get it.
1: For these tears. Respect, baby, for my peers. The day that the rhymes fall, new idea. From a younger generation that's a pioneer. Let you know why I gotta have a mind to get like a game show, asking whose line it is. A little bit of prestige for the family. Getting grabbed like a fanny on Miami beat. Thank- Free. Young minds to teach of condominium, bedroom lace free. Fly concert, no shirts, napping bra. Backyard full of trees for the coup de grace. Like rolling through your city with a trooper squad. Twisting up fronts like super I Have a salespegging patch for the word of mouth. DJs screaming grown folks in the house. Yeah! Gotta get it, gotta get it, get it one way. Gotta get it, gotta get it, get it one way.
3: Gotta get it, gotta get it. Get it
0: Yeah, This is Uncle Earl here on the Underground Experience giving you more music today on Music Monday. This is our 4th of July special. We're celebrating the whole week of 4th of July and we're doing it with music and some talk. We'll be right back right after this. Angeles. How you doing? I have a very special project I'm bringing you today. It's called The Story Project, and it works with at-risk youths to inspire literacy in students one story at a time. I have a um, director, writer, producer, Mr. Todd Felderstein, and he hails from Rochester, New York, had a stint of studying in Baltimore, U, U of Maryland, and he studied TV, radio, film, and did a little stint on stage leg- Legitimate theater and Before the big move to Los Angeles And he's worked with a plethora of people In the industry From writers, directors, producers, actors You name it He's been there uh, I'm not going to give you too much right now Because I want him to give you A piece of his mind But um, his team over at um, Story Project Is very illustrious The founders are Dina Merrill and Ted Hartley and the project started back in nineteen eighty nine. And uh, they also have Director of Development Sam Langston Langton and Bethany Sturdivant. And there's a host of other people, mentors that come in to work with the children. And uh, I want him to enlighten you on this project. How you doing?
4: I'm good, Uncle Earl. Thanks you're, for having me.
0: Oh you're welcome. You know we've been trying to do this for a minute. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but timing is everything exactly. and the universe opened up and said hello. Yep. Perfect. so thank you so let, let's go back um Rochester New York huh
4: Rochester New York home of Eastman Kodak So, yeah. uh, I think I have developer in my veins <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: and I'm from below you I'm from New York New York you there know, you go right there did We're you ever did you, did you ever um Stay in New York for a while? Like, I
4: said? didn't, but my sister lives there. Okay. So, and, and strangely enough, when I go to New York, mm-hmm. I feel more at home there than I do when I'm here in LA. Really? And I've done 20 plus years here in <laughs> LA. And in New York, I've never lived there. So it's a, it's a really odd thing.
5: Mm-hmm. It's like,
4: I, don't, I don't know what it is. It, it, it could be the water, it could be the air, it could be the. You know, hey, it's, get out of my face. It might be fitness. the energy, Yeah, you know. yeah it's, it's really funny, but it's, an undercurrent. to me personally, it, it's very welcoming. It's, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah.
0: And um, as a young man, how did you end up going to uh, Baltimore?
4: Well, that really wasn't my choice. That what was, was uh, I was born in Rochester, but only uh-huh. lived there for a few years, and then my parents moved to Baltimore. Uh-huh. And the fact that uh, I was so young, okay, I had no choice. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. the truck, moving. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and the proximity between Rochester and Baltimore really isn't that far. Mm-hmm. So, matter of fact, my grandparents, who are also from Rochester, mm-hmm. their honeymoon was in Baltimore. Uh, so okay. there you go. It's okay. a, you know back then it was probably. It's probably eight hours. Then right. today it's probably about six and a half to get from one to the other. Right. Nice. Nice.
0: Yeah. And so the University of Maryland.
4: University of Maryland. Yeah. It's it's nice. A nice
0: programs there.
4: Great school. Yeah. Uh, today it's much better than it was when I was there. <laughs> today they wouldn't even look at me. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it was a terrific program. It yeah. Was a, it was a good time.
0: Now, what, what was your? Fr- I know you did radio, TV, film, and right. everything. What, what? what was your main focus?
4: You know. The, well, you didn't the, have it, one. it depends on how much time you have. Okay. So I, I'm one Woo. of these people. <laughs> it's it's uh, I'll make it a very short story. So okay. um, I was very scattered in college, mm. and um, I actually started uh, Maryland. I don't exactly, I think it was as a pre architecture major. Mm. Believe it or not. Okay. Wow. So here's the list. Okay. So I went from pre. I went from architecture to radio to. I think it was radio television film. Okay. To kinesiology wow. anatomy and physiology. Then I changed schools, and I went to a school in Florida called Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University, and I flew planes for a little while. (laughs) And then I'm like, what am I thinking? So then I went back to Maryland, and I went back into RTVF, and then I did rated television film in the theater, Mm. and, and that's how I finished up. So, yeah, so I was pretty much all over the map.
0: You were one of those jack people they talk about. That jack. Is.
4: It's really... It's, people would say that in the beginning. They would say, oh, you're what wow. jack of all trades, master of none, something, something like that. But you
0: honed it in. I finally did honed it, and it and in. Got yes. in, there. Yes. So you, you graduated with the degree in...
4: Uh, it's radio, radio, television, radio film. Television I have film. a very broad liberal arts degree. Uh, so did you ever have your
0: own radio show? I'm sorry? Did you ever have your own radio show? I never had my own no. radio show. Okay. So, but I like this. This yeah. is
4: fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so... Anybody else in your family in this industry, this crazy oh, industry that you're doing?
4: That's another good question. So, uh, strangely enough, uh, there are. And, there are. Uh, I mean, I came to, to L.A. You know, to pursue this industry. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, my sister goes and marries uh, a wonderful writer okay. who a, who's a, um, started as a columnist, mm. a sports writer, actually, for the Baltimore Evening Sun. Mm. And he has since been picked up. Uh, he now has a huge on-air in front of camera, baseball career. So he nice. actually was just nominated for a, an Emmy, a, a sports Emmy. Nice. He didn't win, but I think he's. he's I'm gonna get in trouble. See, it's, <laughs> it's like I think he's with Fox. Okay. So uh, I'm horrible because I'm not a big sports Ooh. fan. So I'm not either. Yeah.
0: I try to keep a breast, but you know, yeah. that's about it. Breast and a wing. <laughs>
4: yeah. <on>. So he, <laughs> so he has that on camera thing, and then their kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, make again. I'll make this a short story. So. Um, when my youngest niece mm-hmm. was 12, mm-hmm. of her sister's been into musical theater ever since she was five. So her sister said, hey, I, there's this audition. Why don't you try out for it? And she did, and she got it. And <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> she, well, this show was at the Kennedy Center. Yes. So, and the, and the show was – uh-oh, wait a minute. The show was – Oh my gosh. How, when was it? How yeah, long this ago was, was this? was uh 2 years ago. 2 years ago. But then okay. from the Kennedy Center it went to Broadway. So she wow. she was on Broadway at nice. 13 or 14 years old. Nice. And um wait a minute. You got a, you had a big show. It's multi-generational. It's a musical. It is the It'll
0: uh, come. It will come. <laughs> <It's laughs> Field <laughs> of, <laughs> <filled laughs> of Dreams. Field
4: of Dreams. <laughs> yes. I'm going to have to Google It'll while come. we're sitting here. It's okay. Yes.
0: That's great, though. Um, so, okay, you did, the, you did the studies there, and then you decided to just, after graduation, move to L.A.? Did You got the bug right away, yeah?
4: Yeah, I did. So uh, after, after graduation, I actually went to Europe. I did the, mm. hey, let's go backpack and okay. run around the world and find nice. yourself kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I did that for mm-hmm. a while. And then That's I got healthy. back to, yeah, it was wonderful. <laughs> and then got back to Baltimore, and I was in Baltimore for maybe six months, and mm-hmm. then I packed my car up, and I was here.
0: So you drove?
4: I drove. Yeah, I drove. How was the ride? It was great. Yeah. <laughs> it really, did you, was did great. you
0: drive straight there or you stopped off here I and stopped there? off in Texas. Yeah?
4: Yeah. So Texas, and I stopped off in Santa Fe. I had an aunt in Santa Fe. So, okay. Or, yeah, it was somewhere around there, Arizona or something like that. So we, we um, yeah, I stopped in Dallas, had a friend in Dallas, mm-hmm. stayed there for a couple of days, then stopped off and saw my aunt, and then boom, I was here. And uh, it was great. Wow. It was really, it was, it was terrific. Okay,
0: well, ladies and gentlemen, on that note, let's take a little break and um, get yourself refreshed and relaxed. And uh, we're going to come back with some more with Mr. Todd Palestine right after this break. Okay, come on back. Ciao.
6: Con mi la Tengo una y mi movimiento es muy, muy rápida. y yo no paro. Muy, muy, muy al y yo no paro.
3: Latino, mami. Por eso es que yo vas
6: ronqueando.
0: July in my musical Monday special with Mr. Todd Felderstein of the Story Project. You're now listening to True Ace with Here It Comes, and I got to give a shout out to my friend, my boy, before that Steel over on the East Coast in D.C. It was a Roomba in America. We'll get back to the music now. See, I'm really feeling it. We're just gonna keep some more music going. This is "Coma Como" an Angel by Zuleika, courtesy of MusicXRay.com. Hey, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Underground Experience with me, your host, Captain and DJ, Uncle Earl, on the radio. I'm here in studio with my special guest, Todd Felderstein. I said Felderstein. There's a method to that madness in story, but we'll get to that. <laughs> Isn't that right? That's so true. <laughs> now, you know, because I was going to actually ask you that at the beginning, and I said, oh, I'm going to take a leap of faith. <laughs> You know, sometimes you miss. But can you explain, you know, the Steen and Stein?
4: Sure. That was my big Hollywood name change. Okay. Actually. So oh. um, <laughs> the truth is is that um, I have my grandparents said Felderstein. Mm-hmm. Somehow my father says he changed it to Felderstein. Not mm-hmm. that it's a physical change. It's mm-hmm. just a pronunciation. Mm-hmm. I, have My uncles say Stein. My brothers and some of my other family, my brother, not brothers, mm-hmm. um, says Steen. Obviously, my mother says Steen, but mm-hmm. on the but I have cousins. So it's all messed it's, it's, up. It's, so it really depends on who you're talking to in the family. Wait, so just as long I as they Steen. call you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just keep calling me. Just call me. That's great. I think there was a thing at one time where <laughs> Felderstein and Frankenstein were way too close. Uh, so I think the, the people who had an aversion to Frankenstein went. It's Steen. It's Frankenstein. Mel yes. Exactly. <laughs> That's classic. <Exactly. laughs>
0: okay, and um, we were mentioning about your niece.
4: Yes. Ragtime. ragtime. So the show was ragtime. Musical? Yeah, she yes. played little girl in ragtime okay. and she was amazing.
0: And went to Broadway.
4: And went to Broadway, yeah. Christ. So, I, you know. Did you the, see it? I did see it. Did. I sat in like the third row and I'm <laughs> like, I was crying. Oh. <laughs> Just, you know, the moment she comes on stage, you're going, this is my little niece yeah. doing a production this size. It's yeah. quite remarkable. That's wonderful. <laughs> now,
0: did you ever do any performing yourself? I did You did. I did
4: Yeah I did do a little bit As um, a matter of fact I did some acting When I moved to LA I did some daytime I was on mm. Generation I was. I did like small roles On like, all the soaps mm-hmm. And um and then and I all I ever wanted to do was production. All I ever wanted to do is direct. Right. It's, it's, sorry for the cliche, but that, that's that is in my core. That mm-hmm. it sort of runs through my body. So my plan was to work as an actor and then be able to use that to segue into directing plus mm-hmm. get a lots of on set experience. But
0: that's great when people do that because in order to direct people you must know the feeling of what it is to be directed. Exactly. You know, in order to communication, you know passionate to the artist's needs because exactly. some people don't go through that and they have a different perspective on it right. you know, and they just think oh I'm just here to tell you what to do sure. it's like it's a collective you know, very much we have much. to work together yeah. nice and I see you've worked with some Incredible people. Roger Corman was a big influence in your life.
4: He was. Yeah. He wasn't. He It's actually. It was very cool because mm-hmm. um, I. So what happened is uh, in 1990, mm-hmm. um, I was still acting to a certain mm-hmm. degree, and I got a role for in a movie called For the Boys, mm-hmm. and I played James Conn's photographer. <laughs> yeah. And my job in, in it because it was a period piece, and there's actually uh-huh. generations. You kind
0: of could be in his family.
4: <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I <laughs> maybe. Um, yeah, I think his his real name is. James Cohen I believe (laughs) so we're probably related there you go um but uh I played his photographer Mm -hmm. and um and which was a great swan song for me it was it was terrific to, to get out that way mm. um, fr- but from that point on I went into production mm-hmm. so and I was doing everything from you know you start in PA mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I did everything from getting coffee for the greatest until and then I moved my way up mm. assistant coordinator coordinator production manager producer yeah. line producer blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and um, and I wound up doing an indie for somebody um, as a line producer in, and I was writing at the same time wow. so I was wearing Easy. lots of hats lots of hats <laughs> and um um, and I really just, all, you know, every show I got on, I worked with a lot of first-time directors, mm. and it pained me. Mm. Um, so I, I won't even go into the stories like that. But sure. but <laughs> all I ever wanted to do, really, was just take over their films and say, let's, let's get it done. <laughs> right. Um, but one such producer that I worked with said, Todd, I'll make some calls for you. So and it took a year. He made calls, and it took a year mm. of being very persistent, but I wound up getting this film. And it was and it was a series of films that was done under his banner. He had a co-production mm. with a guy named Alan Ceritsky. Mm. And it was really a funny time, and, and lots of people working really hard for practically nothing, and mm. the best film school in the nation. Got to start somewhere, uh, huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it was fantastic. It was just really
0: fantastic. Wonderful. And also um, noted here, you worked on... Spider-Man, the animated series I for did. Sony TV. I did,
4: yeah. I did. How I, was that experience? That was so much fun. Yeah. It was so much fun. Um, one is in animation. First off is when you're a writer in animation, mm-hmm. you get to create anything that you're... Sky's the limit. Sky's hey. the limit. And, <laughs> Freedom! It's just, it's just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, once it gets through all the checks and balances, which is studios, mm-hmm. and we're working with Sony, Marvel, and MTV, mm-hmm. so everybody has a different mm-hmm. take. But once it goes through the process... And, and your producers and so and so what are are happy then you can really Live do stuff yeah. and your animators who you're working really close with they come up to you and they say well what did you think mm. and the and it, so it's such a collaborative as you were talking yeah. about before the writer the producer the animators everybody's really working hand in hand you had
0: quite a long lengthy run with that didn't you
4: the show we only did I I was on it for eleven. I think there were only twelve episodes, but But they they ran it for. I
0: know. I mean, they kept running it. It is great.
4: And now it's funny. You could find it on YouTube, Mm. and I get emails all the time from people who watch it on YouTube, and they go, "What's it coming back? It's great. We (laughs) love the series. It really was. It was groundbreaking. It was a whole different kind of animation. That's great.
0: And then you went. You went from fiction to nonfiction.
4: Yes yes
0: was that a a necessary move or you it was a conscious move
4: i miss people is <laughs> okay. the, the truth of the matter is i just miss people i was i was offered astroboy and um and and i sort of looked at you know this town is a town of niches mm, and mm-hmm. once you have your niche and you maintain that niche for however many years mm-hmm. then you could break off into different things and i looked at it, i looked down the road a little bit uh, maybe not long enough because once you step out of a studio it's very hard to get back right, in right right but I didn't really want to pursue a lifetime in animation. Mm. And, um, and...
0: A little cold sometimes. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> a little well, lonely. A little lonely. <laughs> you got, got all these lonely. little people in your head. But. I, need,
4: I need people. I'm people. A, I'm a people person. Mm-hmm. And, um, in, which is one of the hardest things about writing, actually, because mm-hmm. you lock yourself in a room.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: But, but, uh, I need people. So, <laughs> I, you know, I had this opportunity, and I saw it as a really good story, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I come, My background is also in photography, so picking up a camera is mm. is second nature to me. So, um,
0: have you done studio photography? I have. have you been a studio photographer? Yeah, yeah. yeah I was. At,
4: well, no, I was not a set photographer, okay. so I was not that studio. I was okay. uh, actually in in, in in a photography. Did you studio. have your
0: own? I yes. did. You did.
4: I had my own, and I've done, like, lots of covers, and I've done... I was never, like, big-time fashion, mm-hmm. but um, when More I... More
0: editorial did, and... I did a
4: lot of editorial. Right. I've worked for PR agencies, mm-hmm. and i worked for, you know, all sorts of folks. Cool. And I had a billboard, actually, which oh, was, yeah. really, it was really, really cool. And so, all right. yeah, I had a billboard, and they did this big unveiling, and I won a bunch of awards uh-huh. and so forth. So. Cool, man. Yeah. yeah, it was fun.
0: Just, your mantle must be... Yeah. Engorged <laughs> <laughs> with accolades and awards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hardly, hardly. <laughs> wow. So one one uh, film of note uh, was the Israel the Israeli film Magic mm-hmm. with Billy Crystal. Was that? Is that what you? That's on? not what I that's did. That's not what you that's did. What did I, but you have one. The I did. More, ex-
4: I did a film called Magics. Magics, and that's the documentary that I did after um, Spider-Man.
0: Okay, sorry, Billy, <laughs> not you. I wish I okay. had <laughs> those. That yeah, been but good. that was that was very exciting.
4: I it mean, was very exciting, actually. Uh, and that got a
0: lot of notoriety.
4: Got a lot of notoriety. Yeah. It was a film that uh, I knew somebody from growing up mm-hmm. who um, who I actually played football with, mm. and and he in his life, wound up becoming a religious Jew. Mm. And he moved to Israel and, um, and made lots of babies and he did his thing. <laughs> right. a little tribe. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but one of the things as we were growing up is he was always a big fan of magic. Mm. So one day he and I were talking. I'm like, well, how's life in Israel? And he goes, yeah, it's good. You know, I'm doing my magic. And I said, what? And
5: he goes, <laughs>
4: yeah. You know, I go to hospitals and I work with, um, I work with kids who mm. are sick and injured. Uh, and it doesn't really, because it's Israel's socialized medicine. Right, right. So they open their door to everybody. It doesn't matter which side of the fence you're on. Mm-hmm. Um, the moment that you're sick, they bring you into the hospital. So What a concept. It, I know. What a beautiful concept. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he used his gifts as a magician to mm-hmm. actually go into the hospitals and make kids smile and sort of heal mm-hmm. them through laughter. Mm-hmm. And you might have a room, which is an Israeli kid and a Palestinian kid. Side by side mm-hmm. or a room, and it didn't make a difference. And the parents were there, and the, all the families were there, and mm-hmm. you would see each other in the hall. It made no difference whatsoever because in the hospital, everybody ex- is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So I said, Great, I'm there. Mm-hmm. So, so that was
0: sort of like a breakout for you that it was. That film. It made it, a huge impact.
4: It was, it was. And it won a, it won a bunch of um, best films, and, mm-hmm. um, which was great. We wound up getting international distribution. Locally, I struggled a little bit. It was really a little odd. But uh, but I'm proud right. of it. I'm very, very proud of it. We had uh, a buddy of mine. His mm-hmm. name is Smoky Miles. He did all the music, mm-hmm. and uh, which was a really just cool process. It was nice. really nice. All
0: right. So, wow. Well, I want to take another little break, and then we're going to get on with the get on with the story project, okay? Sounds great. Okay, yeah. ladies and yeah. gentlemen, one more break. Some info, ads, you know, got to do this thing around here. But come on back for The Real Dealio on The Story Project with Todd Hilderstein. Talk to you soon. Ciao. You are listening to the sounds of Evasa with Summer. I met this gentleman on LinkedIn. So Uncle Earl is just sharing the love. Enjoy.
5: Can
2: I touch the sky? Tell me I can fly away Go and get mine Last time I was happy It was a memory Seems I would never be The person I always wanted to be oh,
7: uh, uh, It's like I pray to God to live a life of sin I'll burn in hell but at least on earth i win And that's the sacrifice that I'll make for ends Oh my friends, just to see y'all rolling bands. So here, Lucifer, there's my soul, claim it. If you're gonna buy first, I need a down payment. I'm underground, still the kid, dropping jaws and give them cheese. Then watch them bras, drop they draws. Now give the kids shows and watch them rock them all. We're dropping bomb flows, lyrical, shocking on all the top of the game, man, I wish to see, and rep D-I-T till a nigga D-I-E, then B-Y-E till again forever gone, but never be forgotten, with lyrics that live forever on, and Richard I try and see the world in battle, I'd rather try and fail than to die, not try at all.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, this is Todd Felderstein, and um, I was a mentor uh, with the Story Project back in 1998 when it first started, and this is when I began with the, the Corman Project. And uh, the executive director uh, at that time said, Hey, Todd, you know, you're directing movies now, we're in this, I'm, I'm now running the Story Project. Why don't you come in and talk to kids so I was one of the very first mentors to ever to ever work with the story project and it was a boys and Girls Club I think it was the Boys and Girls Club of Santa Monica on Lincoln Boulevard and I went in and worked with the students and everything was brand new and 13 years later here I am so it's it's really it's it's fascinating in that it's very much of a teaching experience, but also I'm I'm very much a student as mm. I am a, a teacher. I'm just I'm very fortunate that I could share what I know and what I've learned through the years. And they they keep it real. Mm. They really and they they totally hold you accountable, which is fantastic.
0: <laughs> now, did you ever see yourself in this type leadership role? I back when you back in the day, did you ever have aspirations to be a mentor or a teacher?
4: Or? A teacher, very much. Yeah. I um. <clears throat> Excuse me I love teaching mm-hmm. I've uh, I taught when I was in college mm-hmm. <coughs> Sorry about that mm-hmm. I taught when I was in college And um, But I It was after school programs mm-hmm. no, You know It's nothing It was I have a thing with kids I Go figure Don't know why <laughs> But um, But I've always taught Little kids And mm-hmm. and, uh, and I surround myself With, with kids So um, Teaching is just There's something about it, mm-hmm. it It's just That I gravitate towards When you see
0: like a dim light Start to sparkle You know Or a sprout
4: Oh You know It's incredible It's incredible I mean On your worst day Mm -hmm. On your worst day Where you're done You're just Because the rest of the world Is beating you up You go into the classroom (laughs) And you Mm -hmm. basically want to say Look that's it I'm done I'm moving somewhere else I'm going (laughs) to become a dishwasher You know whatever And then A student does something Yeah and it just okay. This is why I do it. Mm. And uh, yeah, that's it's remarkable.
0: And I and I love the the, the, the slogan, you know, it is in, to inspire literacy in students, one story at a time. And how do you how do the children come into the project? That's interesting to me. I mean, how do you find them, or
4: how do they find you? Sure. Well, students students need somebody who cares. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a and it doesn't matter if it's the story project if it's a parent if it's a teacher if it's a neighbor it doesn't matter but every student I don't care what neighborhood neighborhood you're from how old you are they need someone who cares so students find us because there's someone in the school who cares enough to say to them hey you really like storytelling or you really like poetry or you really like photography or you really like filmmaking whatever our, our particular program happens to be that semester mm-hmm. Go seek out this group they 're coming into your school. I think that you guys are a perfect match. The problem is is that when teachers don 't care teachers it's just a job. Right. teachers go in, they do their thing, then connections are never made mm-hmm. and the schools where we really flourish where we 're really we hit the nail on the head are the ones where the teachers care and they care about their students. Mm and they're the ones who sort of shepherd them to wherever they need to go. They're the ones who stay after school. They're they're the ones who stay late. Not about grading papers, right. it's about becoming friends with mm-hmm. the, the students. Mm-hmm. They actually make an impact.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. And um who are some of the people that have come through the doors to help with like the mentoring?
4: Sure. Well, one program. of the so the one aspect of the story project mm-hmm. is that we use storytelling as our, it, it, that's our those are our programs. Mm-hmm. So whether or not mm-hmm. it's filmmaking, narrative, or, or uh, so scripting. through know the eyes of the
0: child, and you just guide them.
4: Exactly. Okay. So, uh, so the way that it works is that the school will, will hire us, basically, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. say, uh, for the next semester, we are going to make a project. So be it a photography project or short films are really big today, so we'll do, we actually have a musical that's happening. Oh. In the, Boys and Girls Club of of Burbank they're doing a musical Uh, we're doing a documentary at a place called Central High School which is in the Vista Gardens Projects which is (laughs) unbelievably powerful Mm -hmm. so they know the students know that we're coming in and this is what we're going to do Mm -hmm. and uh, so for the next three months what we do as the story project as a whole is we tap into the entertainment community and say, okay, well, we want to bring in other directors or writers or art directors, or mm-hmm. depending on what the project is, who could actually help them further their, further their story. Mm-hmm. So we've had great producers. I mean, we re- I'll tell you our biggest recently is we had um, Victoria Alonso, mm-hmm. who's the executive producer of The Avengers. Avengers yeah. So she came into Marvista Gardens and she just basically held a round table. Wow. It was her and 10 students um, basically talking about work
5: mm. it wasn't
4: i mean obviously there's that that fascination behind the movies mm-hmm. but then the question came um, hey what do i do to get a job with marvel mm. and she basically said this is what it is. Mm. This is and she's she's out there she she's so cut and dry she's mm-hmm. like this is she holds nothing back uh, yeah. and but uh, that's what kids
0: need they don't yes. need it candy coated they need the real deal and right. people when people hold back information, I feel that's a travesty. You're right. Because they oh we need to protect the children. No, the children need to know.
4: Yes. Right away. Yeah. They
0: don't need to get become our age and then find out. Right. <laughs> you know. So. And they step up. Yeah. And they
4: they will totally step up. Mm-hmm. And and it's the teachers and the mentors who actually do just what you're describing mm. who have that wonderful relationship with the students. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones who go the extra step. Mm. The ones that don't, the ones that candy coat are the ones that keep that distance that then uh, mm-hmm. then it yeah that's you when you get a student who drops out of school you Mm -hmm. get a student who performs poorly on the grades you know why Mm -hmm. it's not the students students are not dysfunctional yes you know i hate to tell your your (laughs) your students are not dysfunctional it's the teachers it's Mm -hmm. the system Mm -hmm. and it's the system that needs to revamp itself and there are certain schools out there that are now addressing that they're saying hey let's let's try something different there's a great i'll tell you a great example um so a couple of weeks ago, I had a meeting with a with the principal. It's called the S- Center, the School for Global Studies, mm. which is uh, a school just west of downtown L.A. Okay. And I believe this is and I don't hold me to this, but I think it was the old Belmont campus. Mm. And it was and it was not performing well, mm. performing very poorly, and um, had about a 50% dropout rate. And they took the school and they divided it into four campuses. Oh. It, no, this is actually good. Is so it? they took the I don't know, say 3,000 or 4,000 kids that were a part of this campus. And they cut it into four, so they now have four different schools with four different principals. Mm -hmm. And each one is now being run independently. So there's this one school called the Global Studies Program. Mm -hmm. It has a fantastic principal. They're very alternative. They're very Mm project-based. And they've changed their dropout rate, 10%. And I think it's even less than 10%, actually. Nice. And, um, and it's because the teachers, the principals, everybody they cares.
0: Can, it's more yeah. concentrated, so yep. they can... It's
4: concentrated. They hold them accountable. It's mm-hmm. project-based. They're big fans of project-based learning. And mm-hmm. um, project-based learning basically sa- basically means is that you need to accomplish something. This is how we're going mm-hmm. to accomplish mm-hmm. it. Let's say there's checks and balances. There's benchmarks. This is what it takes. Mm-hmm. So I am going to create a radio show. This is your project. Mm. We are going to create a radio show. Now, how do we do that? Mm. How do we get there? Mm. So
0: that's, that's great. It. Now, I just want to say, you know, the mention I made that little uh-oh. Because I've, I've heard of some other schools who have done a divide, but they did not supplement
4: exactly. the move. Exactly. And
0: actually, they lost some teachers. Or sure. the staff, you know, and the students increased. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's like...
4: Huge problem. Yeah. You have huge problem with overpopulation, mm-hmm. not enough resources, not enough desks, not enough books.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, that I, I mean, this I hear about all the time, mm-hmm. where you have students that don't have enough books. Right. Which is, I mean, there's all sorts of statistics that we can go on forever, where the amount of money that is being reduced from the education population, mm-hmm. and it's being increased to like the prison mm-hmm. population
5: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to
4: all of these other, yeah. it's. I mean, what's happening in a couple of weeks? We have um, potentially one third of our public parks are going to be closed because we have a budget shortfall. So. <laughs>
0: so where they gonna put up a parking lot? <laughs> exactly. or they'll, just, they'll just, gate
4: it. But the, you know, <laughs> the, the problem is, I mean, Sad. we're we're forgetting as a as a people mm-hmm. what public parks actually do to us, do to our culture, mm-hmm. do to us how do they our relax mind. the mind? Yeah. This is what we need. So
0: our spirit, I mean just
4: exactly so you can become close a concrete a jungle for
0: real, you know. Exactly.
4: It's so you close a park, save money, but at the same time people get frustrated. Mm-hmm. Maybe crime is going to I mean who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe there's going there's going to be something else mm-hmm. that will occur because parks are closed. Mm-hmm. And then what are we gonna have to do? We're gonna have right. to pay to fix that. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing is we're not fixing a problem. we're we're only fixing problems we're not creating solutions Mm -hmm. we're just Mm piecemealing and we're not looking at that big picture so if our go back to project base so if our project was we want to educate students figure out why what is the why to that okay what well we want to create a good society okay Mm -hmm. great we want our society we want our our students we want our adults to actually live a life that they'll enjoy Mm -hmm. that they feel that they are suited for that everybody has this this Deep down drive to do something. Yes. It's not for destruction. It's for construction. They want to express themselves. When people can't express themselves, what happens? They get frustrated. And they lash out. They lash out. They act Think, out. And yeah. things just crumble. From Go
0: crazy. Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> exactly. Wow. Well. You know, I thank you for coming in and sharing so much of your life, you know, not just the sure. story, project, but your life with us. And where can people go to find out more information about this story
4: project? Storyproject.org. So, www.storyproject.org. Okay. And uh, you, info. You could email at info uh, at storyproject.com mm-hmm.
0: um,
4: But if you go on the site, all okay. the information is, is there a
0: phone number? Yeah.
4: Sure, 310-558-9167 mm-hmm.
0: and, and I must mention this On your website, I was amazed by the talent of Mr. David Pierce Excuse me, Chris. Chris, Chris See, Pierce. I'm just, ladies and gentlemen, you know, Uncle Earl needs his ginkgo. Chris Pierce. But, yeah, yeah, I saw the video. Chris And, and it was awesome. amazing. I mean, yeah. and he works with you as well.
4: Yeah, Chris, yeah. Um, I was at... Well, there was a David
0: Hyde Pierce, I was thinking. David Pierce. So I mixed him. Okay, You're sorry. Right. So, so I'm giving everybody credit <laughs> today. Billy <laughs> Crystal, David <laughs> Hyde Pierce. Okay, but this is Chris Pierce. Okay.
4: Chris... Um, I saw Chris on stage Mm. at Hotel Cafe, Mm. and when he introduced himself, he said, and it was at a fundraiser, Mm -hmm. um, and we were actually, we were one of the charities for the fundraiser, Mm. and he introduced himself by saying, yeah, my mom is an educator, so education was always very important to my life, Mm. and and so forth, so, and he blew me away when he was on stage, blew Mm. me away, so afterwards, I went up to him, and I said, Chris, I represent the Story Project, I'd love to get you in a classroom, and he's like, and he's the soulful guy, he's Mm. like, yeah, brother, no problem, whatever you need, I'm happy to. Nice. So he came into the classroom and we were doing a storytelling curriculum, and mm-hmm. uh, got a songwriting curriculum, and he played a couple songs. They, they, the students just quieted down. And then afterwards, their applause was like there were a thousand of them there, mm. not 15 that were in the room. Mm. And he's just... Yeah, he, he's the man. He's great. Right. he's just great. If you if you can find Chris Pierce out there, mm-hmm. he plays around town. He he's uh, he's a great independent artist. A very true independent artist. So go listen to him. Go mm-hmm. find him.
0: All right, all right. Thank you, Todd. I'm well, going to call on the universe to let. Chris Pierce, take us on out of here today, okay? Yeah. All right, and please do come back and keep keep Uncle Earl to know what's going on. Absolutely, right. thanks for having me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been an in-depth, in-spotlight moment with Todd Felderstein. There'll be more right after this.
8: Who's gonna show him the way? Who's gonna show him the way? The miracle is not walking on the water. The miracle is not walking on the water. The miracle is not walking on the water. The miracle is walking on the earth miracle is walking on the earth when a man of faith is cast with shame when a man of faith has no one else to blame who's gonna show him the way Who's going to show him the way when a man of faith is scarred, scarred by the trust he has in love? When a man of faith is left with no answers from above, who's going to show him the way